Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Girls Like Us. This is the podcast that asks the question, what does a literature degree get you? And we say that it gets you a podcast about books for children. Uh, I'm Sophia. I'm joined today by Franny. What's up? I am not super hungover. So that's <laughs> that's not why I sound like this. Franny, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm not hungover. So plus one, plus one for me. <laughs> when when, when for team Franny. Um, well, that's only because this is like, I know I've talked about this, but like, I don't know. And if a, if we have any like real like, you know, uh, nutritionists or scientists, I literally feel like instead of being like soda is what I drink when I want to have alcohol, I feel like for me, alcohol is what I drink when I want to have soda. No, last that's, night, I, that's so real. Yeah. I just went ham on the Sprite. And it's like, oh. I know that alcohol also is not good for me. But in my mind, I'm like, soda is worse for me. And I can't stop yes. myself because there's no like, yeah. I can't tell like, oh, I'm getting too drunk. It's like, nope, I just can't keep going on this two liter <laughs> of Sprite. Oh, forever. that sounds so good. That's what I should have done last night uh, because I do enjoy it more. Like, yeah, it's better. Yeah. There was an ad I saw on the train that was like, ask important questions. And that question was, uh, is there an unlocked gun in the house? And for me, that would be, <laughs> is there is there a two liter of Sprite in the house? Is there an open, I'm sorry, Save I need to life. know for safety reasons. Is there an open two liter of Sprite in the house? <laughs> um, that sounds really good. Actually, I have mini ginger ales downstairs. Maybe maybe um, after oh, we intro, go I'll go get one. Um, I fucking love that shit. Uh, yeah, I love soda, like, because like, well, one, I think one of the reasons I'm so hungover is because I really, like, barely drink, like, anymore. Not and so, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it does feel awesome to, like, on a weeknight be like, I can have a soda, actually, because I'm not drinking. Like, yeah. I'm making a good choice right now by drinking a ginger ale. Exactly. I love my I love my ginger ale. Um, okay, so I want to I want to talk about um, some information that's come out. Um, do you know? Like, have we talked about them on the podcast before? Brooklyn Beckham and Nicola Peltz. Those are like the really like Christian influencers, right? No. So no. Brooklyn Beckham is the son of David and Victoria Beckham. Oh, okay. Um, and he's married to Nicola Peltz, who like was in one of the Transformers movies <laughs> and is like a a daughter of like an oil billionaire in Florida. Let's be real. Most women who are married to like soccer heirs probably have been in one of the Transformers movies. Yes, exactly. They're everywhere. Yeah. They're just falling out of the sky. So the two of them got married about a year ago now. Mm -hmm. And they got married, like, at her family's, like, giant estate in, like, Palm Beach, Florida. Mm -hmm. um, and the wedding was, like, like, everybody was commenting on how the wedding was, like, attended by all of these, like, celebrities. Like, it was, like, one of the most star-studded events of the year. It was super expensive. Like, all this stuff happened. Well, um, as is often the case with billionaires, um, the Peltz family is incredibly litigious and mm -hmm. I guess they were not happy with the services of the wedding planner. And so they've decided to sue the wedding planner. But this is great news for people like us because then it means that all of these documents, like their text messages and shit, mm -hmm. get discovered and become public through, oh. like, the legal filings. So um, the Daily Mail has an article that, like, highlights some of the uh, best communications surrounding their wedding um, and, like, shit drama surrounding it and shit that went wrong. Um, and it's really funny, and I wanted to talk about some of these. Yes, please. Um, so one of the best ones that was really making me laugh was um, they, like, Wendy's, like, they had Wendy's at their after party. Um, okay, Donald Trump. Yes, yeah, they were like, uh, Also, don't like, worry. what? Like, I feel like that's, like, if I was to have any fat, like, I like the idea of fast food at a wedding reception. I certainly would not choose Wendy's. I It sounds as if, like, Wendy's might have, like, offered to do it for them for free for, like, spawn purposes. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, at their after party, like, after the reception, like, it, they were, you know, having some, like, late night fun with Wendy's. And <laughs> they were talking about, like, um, what they were going to serve. Like, what Wendy's was going to serve. And they were going to mm -hmm. give everything, like, cheeky names. 
And there's so there's a group text between Nicola, um, Brooklyn, and like the wedding planners talking about like what the dishes from Wendy's are going to be called that guests can order. And um, so they're custom. Yes, they had custom Wendy's. Okay. So one of the suggested names of the dishes was bag it like Beckham. And Nicola was like, these names are fucking embarrassing. Like, I hate that. Like, I don't get that. And one of the wedding planners is trying to like explain the joke to her and being like, after all of the formality, fun is good. And for some people would be like, wow, why did they do that? And the answer is (laughs) because you can. And Nicola replies saying, I don't love it. And then the best text message to come out of this whole thing, Brooklyn, who's like, he's like, his whole thing is that he, he's like the Nepo baby of all Nepo babies. He's had like, he's our age and he's had like three different like stupid careers. One of which was like, uh, he wanted to be a photographer and he released like a really stupid photography book. And then now he like wants to be a chef and he has like a <laughs> YouTube show where he is a chef. And like the reports from that are really funny because it's like they have to pay people like a million dollars to like make these videos because like he can't cook. So they have to have like a team of chefs on staff. But That's he so responds funny. to this text thread saying, we should do a Brooklyn burger, like double or single burger. And a Nicola burger, which spelled as in like a Halloween witch, which is, no, it gets even better. You're going to die. Which is no bun and it's lettuce instead of bun and meat for the girls. <laughs> it's a totally, gender, gender essentialist <laughs> Wendy's burger after party. It's a totally oh incoherent text message. Um, for the girls. A Nicola burger, which is no bun and lettuce instead of capital B bun and meat for the girls. <laughs> is the lettuce instead of the meat and the bun? It's just a hunk of lettuce for the girls. <laughs> They're like, you're a girl. Here's a hunk of lettuce. Um, oh, my God. And the wedding planner responds and says, like, that that might not be a good look to have, like, a burger for girls. Yeah. And he goes, oh, shit. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so funny and then um there's lots of text about like who's getting invited and who is not and nicola wrote to the wedding planners in a text message saying ron DeSantis must be off the guest list now please confirm oh my um, god and then okay, the mom that's good at least yeah, and then the mom texts, did Megan get an invite? Which Megan? Merkel? Well, and then Nicola says, who's Megan? And the mom says, and Harry. <laughs> Michael Bay, who directed the Transformers movie, yeah. the Nicholas Darden, was there. They also, like, at one point, she just sends, you know those, like, those photos that go viral from time to time of, like, like a 1970s conversation pit like this? yeah. So, like, at one point, if obviously podcasting is not a visual medium, but you guys can't see the photo. I'll post it on our Instagram. But it's yeah. of like a like one of those classic photos that goes viral on Instagram of like like when people post like a 1970s living room, being like, "Oh, I need me one of these." And it's this like, is why it was so much better back then. You could just sit and talk. It's like number one, that's where you swung. I'm yes. guessing like that was yeah. like the sex pit, and number two, like. I do think that they're cute, but it's like, can you think about all the crumbs that would get in there? Like vacuuming your couch with, like, there's no way to like actually clean it. So one of the wing locations had like one of these. Oh, a conversation. Yeah, the the, conversation pit. I think it was the wing Dumbo. And I remember like- The wing Dumbo? Dumbo, like Dumbo Brooklyn. Oh, I've never heard of Dumbo Brooklyn. Yeah, Dumbo is like- Dumbo. um, (laughs) uh, It's like something like- downtown under manhattan bridge bridge like only. it like stands for something yeah. yeah um but um the uh that's so funny yeah um the wing dumbo had uh, a conversation pit and i remember like in conference calls like asking the girlies about the conversation pit and then being like oh my god i hate that thing it's so hard to clean like it's yeah. disgusting like nobody will go in there the um Something happened to the plumbing and, like, a bathtub fell through the roof and ended up in the conversation <laughs> pit. Like, it was disgusting. But she um, she sends just one of these, like, vibey conversation pit uh, photos to the, um, uh, to the wedding planners. And it's like, which one of you is going to make this happen for the after party? God. And it's just this, like, <laughs> this fucking, like, like 
vibey ass Instagram photo that's like fully a drawing and like not real life. It's just yeah. so funny. Um, and so I, I don't know the thing with the um, <laughs> the burger for girls just being a hunk of lettuce. Though, <laughs> oh like, shit! Really has <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> like, I, can you imagine like seeing a wedding up. planner? Like, what what were their reasons? Like, did they just like not do a good job or? That's what they're saying is like that they like, they didn't make a conversation pit happen. They want their like fee back, which was like two hundred thousand dollars, which is like so crazy it, to a yeah. billionaire. Like that's nothing. That's like ten dollars, and like so yeah. they're literally just doing this out of spite. And the fact that they would do this too and be like, like knowing that it was going to expose like all of these text messages and like shit and like it just makes Nicola look so bad because she's constantly texting the wedding planners being like like in a text message um another part of the article she calls one of them quote unquote slow and says yes yeah like it's like it's really really dark like when she was like I fucking hate that it's like that's frustrating yeah she's just like a she's just like an evil an evil queen. She, um, her whole thing now is that she's like just became BFFs with Selena Gomez. So, okay, well, her, we'll see how long that lasts. Are I Selena and Demi best. still friends? No, Franny, do you know anything? Selena and Demi, no. like their feud is one for the ages. It, it's still ongoing. Okay, who yeah. is Selena friends with of any of the? Well, the whole thing is that Selena like kind of keeps to herself and like has a bunch of like non because of her friends. lupus. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, for a couple years, Selena, like, really could, like, not, like, branch out much because of how sick she was. But, like, yeah. her BFF, she says, like, her only famous friend is Taylor Swift. And I guess oh, now really? yeah. Brooklyn and Brooklyn and Nicola. Mm. Um, Selena do better. I I think that if she reads those, she'll dump her. Yes, I think so too. I hope that Selena sees the light, and I know that she will because that's yeah, my that's my queen. Yeah, um, and she always always makes the right choices and, and does the right thing. Can you imagine, like, if that like if that was one of my friends, and like all of a sudden, like, yeah, it was revealed that they were like being evil to like their employees over text. Like, I would have to. I would have. Yeah, to, that's scary that that was happening over text too. I feel because you know yeah. that they were like, um, well, we can't do email because we might not see it fast enough. Yeah. Well, the whole thing, too, was, like, they were not allowed to call Nicola on the phone because she was too busy. This girl doesn't oh have my a God. job. No. Yeah. Yeah, she um, definitely does not have a job. She's she's like, I'm counting my money. Yes. One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite pastimes is, like, like, Vogue is always making, like, videos of them and stuff. You should go watch, like, their Vogue. Like, they mm-hmm. have, like, a Vogue Get Ready With Me video where they, like, put on a bunch of different outfits. And it's, like, they are so hilariously dumb it's like so funny like brooklyn for every single outfit wears a pair of jeans like he does like seven outfits and it's seven (laughs) different pairs of jeans and he's like and every time he like introduces and explains the outfit he's like you know jeans are just like the best pants um and they're like really important to me uh (laughs) jeans are very like simple and cool and then she is in some like elaborate like thigh high boot situation like standing next to this like schlubby ass man who's just wearing jeans it's so funny and like she like is clearly trained as a model too, because like every time they're in a video together, she's just looking at the camera, like, like huh? and keeps like changing her angle. And you're like, it's so unnatural. Um, they have videos where they cook together. Um, they have a video where he makes her a virgin espresso martini, which is just that's is that just am I crazy? That's just iced just coffee, espresso. right? Like that's yes. just iced espresso. What yeah. could you possibly put in there other than... Yeah, that was one of... The, it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. They made that for, like, Valentine's Day last year. Um, they have a video where they make, like, a heart-shaped pizza together, and, like, they, like, fail epically at it. I just... I'm a big That's fan so of their funny. content because, like, they're the trying has to be, like, vocals. Yes, they do. Like, every time they're like, oh, shit, we haven't hit our quota for the month. Like, get Brooklyn and Nicola to, like, try to read a book together and, like, see what <laughs> happens. I would oh pay God. to see them on a show like the amazing race where they actually have to like do things together because um, they just like, it's like your favorite, like dumb, beautiful couple where like everything is kind of like, okay, like I guess we're, we're doing this now. And how old are they? They're our age. That's kind of wild that they got married. Like imagine like paying for a $20,000 wedding when you're our age. 
Oh, Franny, it was a $3 million wedding. Oh, oh, I guess the 20000 was just the... The 200000 was the just the fee for the planner. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wow. dark. I mean, but her dad's a billionaire, so it was like... Yeah, I mean, might as yeah, well. Like, yeah. Um, speaking of rich dads and bad behavior, um, do you want to get into... Uh, yeah. Let's get into this book. So, and also I have to address, guys, Sarah, we're working on it. Trust us. Yes, trust us. We're we're talking to this publicist every day. It'll happen. Just sit tight. Sarah will come on. We'll get her. And we'll ask her, I think, directly if the twins in this book. So you all remember from last time, this is we're reading Never Have I Ever. This is the second book in the Lion Game series. Um in the last book, we were introduced to the Twitter twins, Lily and Gabby, who are so clearly 110% based off Nikki and Gabby. So we will be asking Sarah about this directly. Yeah, we will be, we'll be asking yeah. the, um, the, the real questions. And, okay, you know, when we were reading Private and I was like, didn't we look up who the killer is? I was confusing that with this, where we looked up who the killer is. And spoiler alert, it's, um, it's Ethan, who is, like, the yeah. only boy who, like, knows her true uh, identity. Yes. Um, so I, I think we gave that spoiler last time, but yeah. Yes. Uh, so I was wrong about the private books. We don't, I'm assuming it is still going to be her boyfriend because yeah, come on, honey. It's always the it boyfriend. Be? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in this book, um, we have our main character, Emma, who is still impersonating her twin sister, Sutton. And she's kind of narrowing down who was her killer. And I, I still really enjoyed the device of Sutton being like as a ghost and like, kind of confirming or unconfirming information or sometimes we would see like her full flashbacks i really like that device um and i also uh like just the i feel like unlike like obviously like lily and gabby are the antagonists in this i did feel like unlike some of the later pretty little liars it wasn't so obvious who was going to be bad and like what was happening like there weren't as many red herrings in this one as no, it was like the, one yeah. red herring throughout the entire book like yeah. that was dispelled by the end of the book. But like, even though I, once again, I remembered that we looked that up and I knew who the killer was, I yeah. still was like having suspense about yeah. Lily and Gabby and their, and their burner Twitter accounts. Because I think that's like what makes this interesting is like, um, and I say like different than Pretty Little Liars because I think often like an author will write one book and all the other books will just basically the same thing in like a different skin, basically. Yeah. And like, yes, this book is similar, but the idea of the lying game, which is of course this club they have where they do these really dangerous pranks that does give people motivation to kill them that, or to like be mad at them outside of actually being the person who killed them. So right. I think that that kind of helps move it along. Cause it's not like, Oh, who is a, and who isn't like everyone's under a's thumb. Like there could be multiple things going on. Um, in this book, the main uh, reason why she's suspecting Lily and Gabby is because uh, she did a prank, and this prank was evil. It, if someone oh, did this to me, evil. I would We'd say I would be so done with them. She did a prank where she pretended to stall her car on the train tracks as the train was coming. And she says she gets close enough to see the conductor's face, which is, I'm like, you are cutting it way too close on that. Um, So, and also it seems like it's like a stick shift. So I'm like, I would not trust myself in that high pressure situation to be able to start a a stick shift. And then that's reason enough to cut someone off or to be mad at them. But then what also happens is it kind of triggers a seizure in Nikki not Nikki, in Lily, excuse me. No, Gabby. Um, Gabby. Okay, in Gabby. Gabby's um, one who has the seizure, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she, uh, it, it basically, and then she's like, she, it triggered her epilepsy, and now, so now she's on medication. Um, yeah. Topamax, which I did look up, is a real medication. Wow. Yeah. How, how did Sarah know that? <laughs> well, um, you know, sometimes in, they'll be like, it's called... Yeah. Sigerta or whatever. Yeah, right. I mean, exactly. those names yeah, are stupid. Yeah, they are like, stupid. Yeah, there's, I mean, Keytruda, there's some, there's some dumb names in there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so this book is just her doing more, like, investigation while thinking, 
that like she basically she finds like a, a Twitter account of the twins. Um, Which I was like, I got a bone to pick with this. It was like, so they can talk to each other without anyone knowing. It's like, isn't that, um, that's just texting. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, also these it's public. Books were, right. These books were written when Twitter like first came out. And mm-hmm. so it's like trying to use Twitter like as a device. Yeah. And it really is like, like all the characters are like tweeting like cryptic shit at each other. Like, Thanks yeah. for always being there for me, girlfriend. Like, see you <laughs> soon. Or like, we're going to get that bitch. Like, don't think that we won't. And it's like, why would you tweet that? I guess but it's I don't kind know. of like functioning as like a Facebook wall, which like maybe not in high school, but like in middle school, I was probably like writing on people's Facebook walls. But if these people are this, I, well, I guess it's maybe they're trying to create a sense of mystery, but I don't know. You would you would think that these these ladies would just text each other. We also yeah. have in this book, um, we basically get confirmed. I mean, and we, you know, as as looking at the spoilers, know who the killer is. But a big part of this book is also her narrowing down. Did her friends kill her? Because she figures out the night she was killed was August 31st. And I thought that that it, it was also clear in this one that Sarah knew who the killer was from the beginning. Because basically oh, yeah. Emma, Emma is telling Ethan, like, OK, I figured out that it was on August 31st because she posted this thing, like, ever feel like running away? And that, like, definitely sounds like it's, like, her killer doing this. And also, like, she didn't pick up all these calls. And he's like, but, yeah. you know, couldn't that just be her? Like, what? Like he's, like, trying to be like, yeah. oh, like, did I not He's like, my how are you well sure? Enough? Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she's um, confirming that her, her, the other Lion Game members who are um, Madison, Charlotte, and Laurel, her sister, did not kill her. And... Laurel's alibi is that she's at she was at a tennis sleepover with this girl Nisha who Sutton Sutton hated who her and Nisha I think we said it in the last book let's have them get together they are gay like Nisha goes for her boyfriend um her ex-boyfriend Garrett as soon as they break up like they are definitely gay for each other um and then the others um uh Charlotte and Madison's is it Madison or Madeline? Madeline. Madeline, yeah. Um, yeah. so their their alibi is that basically because there's also like the idea of this Madeline's uh twin brother is missing, and him and Sutton may or may not have had like a romantic connection. And so uh but we also know that like their dad is abusive, and so basically um Madeline that night had had like um her her dad had had hurt her and so she called Charlotte and like that was another reason she was mad at Sutton and was kind of shifty about not wanting to say what happened that night because she was like well you didn't pick up the phone and like Charlotte was there for me um so that explains some of their like closeness it's not that they're keeping a secret about her being killed it's like Madeline like not wanting to divulge what what happened yeah I think this book suffers from something that we complain about a lot on this podcast. It's like too many character syndrome. I think we said, I said this the last time we read one of these books, which is that like some of these girls, I just don't like. Yeah. I think the thing that saved it a little bit was that there weren't really any new characters. And that's what tends to bug me the most. And in comparison with Pretty Little Liars, like having new characters introduced every book got to be just a real drag. Um, Yeah. The only character we really get introduced is this girl, Sam, who's like Ethan's like, uh, date to homecoming because basically Emma is like, I can't be in a relationship with you right now because my whole life is secret, which is fair. And then he's like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll date this other girl then. Um, which, yeah. Well, and a big part of this book revolved around homecoming. I don't know. Have we talked about this? Like, were you ever on homecoming court? Oh, I was on prom court my junior year. I was prom. Oh, really? I was, I was junior prom queen. At school. Wow. Because I I I ran for it because I thought it would be, you know, I was like, I'm so crazy. Like, I, I would be so funny if I was prom queen. So I told, I basically, like, because, like, nobody who actually was, like, popular would, like, tell people to vote for them. But you would just so tell I people told, to vote for you. Yeah, I just, like, went, I, like, for, like, a couple weeks, I, like, went up to, like, I literally was, like, I don't know, like, what came over me. I, like, went up to people's lunch tables and was, like, Guys, wouldn't it be so funny if everybody voted for me for <laughs> junior prom queen? And then they did, and I won. 
How, what was that experience like? I want to know all about it. It was really nothing. Like in my school where there were like, you know, like a hundred of us at any given time, it was like. Okay. So campaigning wasn't that hard because it's like, you only probably needed to approach 50. What if the votes were split, you probably needed to get like 30 people to vote for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was on, it was, you voted on like a Google doc. You know what I mean? That's funny. Yeah. Like, I think I voted for myself multiple times, Um, (laughs) but like, yeah, I walked, like, I just walked up to people's tables and was like, hey, vote for me. And then they did. And then I got crowned and and our prom was at Paul Brown Stadium, the Bengals Stadium. Whoa. Um, Was it like on the field? No, they have like an event like area, I guess. Um, with like this big staircase that comes down. So I got to like walk down the big staircase and like wave to everybody. And um, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. I kind of had like a, like at the end of high school, I sort of had like a thing where like all of a sudden, like I was like, if everybody's like thinks that I'm weird, like I might as well triple down on that. And yeah, I feel um, some fun things like that. And then, um, I, uh, at, like, our, like, senior retreat, I, like, took the mic and, like, sang, like, a song in front of everybody, like, during, like, our, like, late night hangout. And then, like, we were, like, out by a fireplace and I, like, jumped over the fire. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah, like, just, like, dumb shit like that um, to, like, you know, get attention. Um, Yeah. Same, yeah, absolutely. so I was junior prom princess. Senior year, I couldn't close the deal. I don't know. I think they gave it to a girl who was, you know, like, I think she was, like, sick or something, so. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it would have would have been a shoe-in. Yeah, otherwise, it could have been me. Um, I don't remember that being, ever being, like, a huge deal at my school. And I do remember people being down there, like, I don't know who this is. Because I think my school, yes. my school wasn't gigantic, but it was big enough that you could go four years without ever seeing someone or knowing who they were. And I just remember it not being a huge deal. And I don't, I don't remember any of my friends ever being nominated for anything. Certainly not winning. Yeah. I feel like in most schools, it's like not even necessarily popular people, but like people. It's like people who, who are like- involved with like student government. Exactly. Yeah. And that's which is just fair like, because they're like visible. It's like very like right. people. And like and that is true that it's like, oh, like this person was on in like three different clubs or whatever. It's like, well, that that makes sense. Like it's not really a popularity contest. It's like who who do you know the most? Um yeah. it's a networking contest, essentially. At St. Ursula, the big um the big thing, the big popularity contest was um superlative. Uh, no, not superlatives, but uh, like student government. Like we had, oh, like yeah. yeah, we had like president and vice president. Or no, no, each class had co-presidents. Um, oh, that's weird. Yes. Um. So they would both be like class president, and then like when you were a senior, it was like school president, and that was like a big thing for some reason. That's interesting. But like, yeah. I can't like, I cannot. It, like, makes me laugh because, like, in law school, we have student government. And, like, the big thing in law school to be involved in is law journal, like, the, like, academic publication. Yeah. And, like, the people who are on, like, the editorial board for law journal, like, work, like, literally, like, unpaid, like, 20 to 30 hours a week, like, on this shit. And, like, the other day, like, I was thinking about it and I genuinely like started laughing hysterically because I was like, that's just actually so crazy. Like that is yeah. like such a huge amount of work for like, like a resume line item, which I guess is like a big deal, but it, it's like the same thing as student government where it's like, what actually like, I just, I have never had the bone in my body that, that drives me to do something like that. Well, the student government thing, that's especially weird to me in law school because it's like, for what, I don't know, like, what what does that do? And it is also because, like, at the end of the day, my understanding is you don't have that much power. Like, it's it's all up to, like, the actual, like, paid administrators of the school. Yeah, I mean, they, like, do a... It's like any government where they do, like, a fair amount of things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's also, like, 
I just do not. I just fundamentally don't understand that use of time. And I don't yeah. know. Like they were in charge of approving or disapproving my sketch groups, like two hundred dollar mm-hmm. purchases, and telling us we couldn't use Venmo on our bake sale. Yes, yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic. Like somebody yeah. has to be in charge of like getting the money for a student club where it's like, why can't they just like Venmo every student club $200 at the beginning of the semester? Exactly. Yeah. I, and with homecoming too, like I never remember having, an, I think I had most of my like really bad dance experiences at homecoming. Like, cause it was kind of at the beginning of the year, like, yeah. you know, it was like, You're there like, was this a lot year's of pressure gonna be different. Exactly. And it was like the more casual dance for some reason, like girls would wear short dresses to homecoming and long dresses to prom. Um, I never remember having fun at any of that. That's, I think that's where I first met Spencer though. I met her at a homecoming, my, my, uh, 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 sophomore year. I, my first high school that I went to had homecoming and I went just with all my friends. I don't remember the actual dance. I remember, hanging out beforehand because it's never about the actual dance too. Like it's about where you're going to go to get dinner. Uh, Yeah. And that was always for me, like the most nerve wracking part of it was like having to like be like, and I didn't have a date. I only had a date to one dance. Um, But there was always times where I was like, Oh, we're going with like a co-ed group. Um, and that was always the most nerve wracking part was like just having to like, uh, be with them, <laughs> which I don't know what yeah. that says about, about Yes, me. no, same. Yeah. To me, the worst thing was always, um, the worst thing possibly imagine, uh, that I could possibly imagine at that time was, uh, my mom and dad and the other parents taking pictures. Yes. And, and all you would see- being with one another together. While they yes. were all taking pictures of us. Like, that was just unbearably... It's terrible. Yes, it's, it's so unbearable bad. psychic torment. Like you, There was this park, uh, Alt Park, in, in Cincinnati, and this was the go-to spot for mm-hmm. prom and homecoming photos. But you would... I remember there would be groups that I would see where it would literally be, like, 30 different couples. <laughs> like, yes. Like it, was, it looked yes. like you were, like... In like yeah. I don't like it was your class roster or something. Yeah. Like I, I don't it know. It was like an happened. army. It was it was an army. And like I was never in any of those big groups. I think the biggest I had was like eight people. And it yeah, and that's the thing is like the picture taking when you're going stag or with a group of friends, like that doesn't matter as much. It matters a lot when you're with a date, and that's what makes it so scary and and wracking. Like, I remember I told my dad, I was like, I don't want you to come, and he did anyway, to take photos of me. But it's like, I don't want this to happen. Yeah, that was a classic. Yeah, for some reason, like, I think because of, like, just, like, my mom, like, taking my siblings places, it was always my dad who came in high school to like and that's like pictures. the the worst for some reason like yeah like to this day I'm 25 years old I'm in a, like a I'm in a long-term monogamous relationship with a man that I live with if I could get into my parents computer and delete all of my high school <laughs> dance photos I would do it in a second like my friends like um some of my best friends in Chicago still rip me apart for I'm like burping like crazy. Um, still <laughs> rip me limb from limb for a picture that they saw on my parents' computer of a dress that I wore to sophomore year winter <laughs> formal, like a one shoulder sequined oh, dress yeah. that I still stand behind. It was a really cute dress, and I it looked really good on me. But well, back to this book. There's there's some one shoulder rep in this because it's like yes. what, 2013 2014. We hear uh, or we read about Emma putting on a dress to go to this like art gallery show that's like a gray, dove gray one shoulder dress. And it's like, I would wear that. Yes. I would totally wear that. I, I could never really pull off the one shoulder thing. Um, but I have a beautiful you. decolletage area and I like to showcase it. You like to show um, that shit off. Yeah. Oh, I just One like, other thing I wanted to ask about was because in this book, I thought this was kind of interesting. So the theme of, I forget what the theme of the prom itself is, Halloween, or no, the homecoming is like Halloween themed, which. Yeah, it's homecoming Halloween. They're all in costumes, which I'm like, high schoolers would never wear costumes. No, that's what I did in seventh grade. That was the seventh grade dance was like a Halloween dance. Um, Yeah. And uh, sunk. And I'm like, that is too much for a theme. 
if your yes. theme cannot fit like within like three <laughs> words, that's <laughs> way too much because it's like not only is it Titanic, it's them dead after Titanic, and they put old like makeup on them to make them look dead. This and also this is like after school. This takes place at like three p.m. Can you imagine yeah. having to go and like watch like your classmates just like walk in one by one? It's a fucking production. You're like, yeah. I don't care. They're like, so the theme, it should be obvious based on what you're seeing here today. But the theme is what happened on the Titanic after the Titanic had hit the iceberg and sunk, killing yeah. thousands. So that's the theme. And now we're all going to watch people walk on stage and like accept their homecoming nomination. Right. Um, any sort of, any sort of, elected um elected high school thing like anything where students should vote on each other in high school should be abolished like point yeah, blank it's, period it's there should good. be no voting like there should be nothing where you take certain students and you like Pit celebrate them, them. yes yeah. like it's just i don't know um uh it's not good yes um it's, I just, I don't know. I can't possibly, I can't possibly imagine any positive outcomes from those situations. No. Um, but, um, so I'm trying to think what else like happens. Like the, well, there's a whole let's book go through, before they get to the homecoming dance. Yeah. And, and now I can't even remember what happens. So the main thing is, yeah, we've talked about like finding the alibis, but with Lily and Gabby, like there's like a lot of like suspense and lead up because she knows um, that something bad happened that night and that Lily and Gabby are still mad at her for it. So then they like try to prank them back and how they try to do that is they say like show up in your bikinis. Like they do like the Elle Woods like going to like the Halloween party um, type deal where it's like they tell them you wear your bikinis. But then like they're like too smart for it. Like they're like we brought our dresses like ha ha ha. You're not gonna like embarrass us which is also like i don't know how embarrassing that would be like yeah. it would be a little embarrassing but it's like oh no i'm in my bikini like sorry i'm hot yeah sorry i'm hot and we know that they are hot um and nobody's gonna boo at like two twins in a bikini no that that is gonna be celebrated yeah exactly um, like people are gonna be they're like, gonna win right then goals. and there yeah um, but then when they actually do go to homecoming, they pretend to have a fight where one of the twins likes the other's boyfriend and are like, hey, like, um, you always do this to me. You always take him. So one of them, Lily, like gets out at this gas station while the rest of them go camping, which is like a after homecoming tradition. Um, and then they do a very pretty little liars-esque thing where... Uh, Sutton thinks they have to like jump over this ravine and Sutton thinks Gabby is going to push her off of it. And so she um, is like, she like pushes her off of it. She pushes Gabby like in defense of herself. And then Gabby, like we think that she has fallen to the bottom of the ravine and died. What has actually happened is she jumped off on the ledge and then Lily has already gotten there at the bottom and is like making noises like she fell and then they, like, get Sutton in a cave and, like, pretend to kill her. And then they're like, okay, can we be in the lion game now? And they're like, sure, this makes, yeah, you can come in the lion game. Um, that did scare me because I was like, oh, my God, is this going to, like, did they kill her? Yes, I literally fully thought that they had, um, I fully thought that, like, the mechanics of the situation did not make any sense to me. No. Because they're I was like, like oh, did she Gabby have a net just... or something? Yeah. Right. Or, like, did they, like, it was, they said that she, like, jumped to the ledge, like, below. Like, there was like, yeah. a secret ledge that she jumped to. she, like, so... fell backwards, like, arms wailing. And that's, like, pretty li- risky to do anyway. Right. And then when they looked down, they didn't see her. So. And I don't understand, like, where they were when they, um, I don't understand where they were when they, like, found her in, like, a hole. Well, they, um, that was weird, too, because they're, like, in the cave, and then they're, like, in the daylight, it's so funny. Like, it looks so fake. I was, like, how did you make a fake cave? Like, I need more details. Is it, like, foam blocks? Did you stack up other rocks? Like, what is happening here? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make any sense. Um, it did not make any sense at all. Um and yeah, and then they're like, oh, like we're just like pranking you back, basically. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, there was, okay, I had, I had a question. Oh, this was where I was like, this is too much detail. There's also like a little bit of talk, like of her wanting to get closer with her dad or her, you know, her Sutton's dad, I guess. And we do learn later in this series that Sutton and Emma are twins because the mom was like, like, I think like the baby, like, was in stillbirth or something because we know that she was pregnant. And so the dad bought uh, one of the babies off of uh, Emma's Emma's biological mom. Um, but then it was like, because another thing that like they kind of gave up on some of this book was like Emma being like, well, I'm a journalist. So in my mind, I always make everything into headlines. And she bonds with the dad because in his like garage is a reprint of quote unquote, Emma's favorite incorrect newspaper headline, Dewey Beats Truman. Which I was like, that's so weird to like have as like, uh, like a framed print of. Like, why would you, Yeah, why would you want that? And I've never heard of that, but I'm guessing that that was a big deal because it incorrectly announced the, the presidency, right? Like. Yeah, I, I don't, I. I think that yeah, it was like a like a false call of like the of the presidential race. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I have no idea why that would be a thing. Um, yeah, the um, the twin thing kind of gets lost on the wayside because yeah. it's like the, because of the other twins that they import into this book, like the fact that they have like these Twitter twins, like you forget that's a that good point. Emma are twins. Like, yeah, it, it kind of gets a little bit confusing, um, which about, is like, more of the mystery. Like that is a mystery as well as like, why, why were these girls split up? Like if one right. of them. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to know more about that than I want to know about like, who's going to be, um, who's going to be the homecoming queen. Yeah, um, And you know what? Also, I think that, did we read another book where there was twins and like she no, you know what I'm I'm literally thinking of? What are you thinking oh of? Oh my god, I'm thinking of the Lindsay Lohan movie I Know Who Killed Me. That oh didn't my god. That didn't happen in this book. I'm so sorry. I take it back. It was not that the mom thought that she was pregnant. They know that she's adopted. I totally take that back. That is what happens in the Lindsay Lohan movie I Know Who Killed Me, which if you haven't seen, highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, but that's why it's confusing when she wakes up as like, and everyone thinks she's her twin because the mom is like, well, no, I was pregnant with you. Um, so similar plot line, but, but not the same thing. I I apologize. That's so funny. Um, yeah, I, I just find some of these, like, I think that this should have been like, how many books ended up being in this series? I think like, not that many, like six or so, um, I'm looking it up now. Um, oh, it's also revealed in this book that Emma worked at New York, New York Casino. Yes. Oh, yeah, there's only mine. six in this book, in, in this series. Yeah, so my thinking is that this series should be three books. In the first one, you should find out why they were separated at birth. In the second one, she should get close to finding out who killed her. And then in the third one, should be the resolution. Like, because there's yeah. not actually that much here because it's not like Pretty Little Liars where, like, all of the girls have different secrets. It's right. like there's pretty much just one thing that's going on. And I don't right. really And the care only barrier to it is that the auxiliary. police won't believe her. Like, that's exactly. the only barrier. Like, I don't really care about these auxiliary characters. And I wish that, like... I wish that the whole book would take place in like Las Vegas or something. And like yeah. they were working at the casino together or something. We should watch um, the pilot for the, for the CW show. I, it was ABC family. Oh um, yeah. Free the network formerly known as ABC family. I think it's really bad. I remember um, starting it and then being like, I'm not going to finish this. All I remember yeah. is the dad who played David Walt is the dad, uh, the guy who played David Walt right. in the office. Yes. Um, yeah, the dad is David Walt. And I think the main girl is somebody who, um, the main girl is somebody who uh, was in, was in other things at the time. Vegas has me thinking about, I watched this movie the other night. 
Oh, I oh, told yes. you about this. Well, talk called, about uh, Tell everyone else about it. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll let you guys in on a little. So I, I got home and we were supposed to record a Patreon the other night. But I got home from class and like I have one class in a courtroom where it's like really hot in the courtroom. And that was the day where like on the East Coast and in the Midwest, it was like 70 degrees. Yeah. And um, the heat was not off in the courtroom. So it was like straight up like 75 in the courtroom. And like you're having to like do like oral arguments and stuff. And it's just like migraine inducing. So I had that like a total migraine. Didn't mm-hmm. want to record the podcast. Nick wasn't home. Um like he had gone somewhere. So I was like, I'm just going to like turn on something stupid and like try to fall asleep on the couch. Yeah. And I found this movie on, um, on Hulu and it's now one of my favorite movies. It's called bachelor party Vegas, most <laughs> nondescript name in the entire world. And it's like, it's a precursor of the hangover by a few years where like, but it's like more offensive than the hangover. It's like a group of guys goes to Vegas for a bachelor party and like they end up like being it's like kind of like Drake and Josh go Hollywood where they end mm-hmm. up like discovering like a like a crime some syndicate. like elite yes, like a crime syndicate, but then like turns out the whole thing was like a joke and um like one of the friends planned for all of the like crime syndicate things mm-hmm. and all of like the crazy weekend they were going to go on and like everybody was like a paid actor to like give this guy the weekend of his life but i'm desperately seeking because the guys are wearing like matching shirts throughout the whole movie that are it's the best bachelor party shirt i've ever seen where it's it's the guy who's getting married jonathan bennett from mean girls's character a, a drawing like a crude drawing of him nailed to a cross <laughs> and then it says the last temptation of Nate, <coughs> the last temptation of Nathan Lewinson. Um, <laughs> Nathan Lewinson. Yes, that's Fake the character's name. name. Yeah. Nathan Lewinson, and I was like, and it's like one of those movies. It was a direct to DVD movie in like two thousand three, and I'm like, I like, I need one of these shirts. Like somebody has to make these shirts, and they don't. But if you guys merch, want to, merch idea, <laughs> yeah. Merch idea, like, I'm literally just going to make a Last Temptation of Nathan Lewinson shirt, the inexact rip of the one they have in the movie. And We, d- um, we did get a merch it. request for a Dorit hat. Did you see that? The no. Dorit Kemsley School of Dialect Coaching. Someone requested yes, well, that as merch. That was, um, that was another podcast. The podcast, oh, okay. um, I've recommended this podcast before. It's called um, uh, Like a Virgin. Mm-hmm. They posted oh, with Rose Domu and, and Fran yeah. Tirado. Um, they posted um, like the Dorit Kemsley School of Dialect Coaching like meme is from their, their oh, from um, like meme account, their Instagram meme account. So if you guys want that, DM it to them because I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I don't want to make a yeah. Dorit Kemsley School of Dialect Coaching hat off of off of there. But I feel like we do have a couple recent merch ideas that maybe maybe we should revisit um that could be fun uh yeah. we can let get, us know uh the twitter twins merch pushed out yeah successfully um yeah the death of the last temptation of nathan lewinson yeah well i told i told you about this and i did order the dvd there's this like movie that came up um when I searched, uh, I've revealed this on the pod. Yes, I do have a survivor crush on Jonathan Penner. He got survivor hot in in fans versus favorites. Sorry, but it's true. I looked up, um, I think I looked up to see, I was like, is there Jonathan Penner fan fiction out there? And what did come up was this DVD of a uh, movie called A Fool and His Money, which was made in 1989 because he was an actor before he came on Survivor. But Sandra Bullock is in it, and all of the basically all the reviews are like, yeah, Sandra Bullock's barely in this, but like the DVD cover makes it look like she's like the main star of it. And, but there's no, you cannot stream it. It's not on YouTube. It's not on any of that. So I did buy the DVD of that. So I'll report back on on how yeah on how that is. It's I think like way. that's interesting. Like the DVD direct to DVD culture, I feel like now has moved to direct to streaming culture, yes. which I don't think you're going to get as like. Like, that's the thing about streaming that I dislike is, like, when movies were, like, bad in the 1990s, like, there were still, like, production quality behind it that you do not get with streaming. 
Like anything no. shot on film is at least going to like look a little better. Um, and a lot of stream direct to streaming stuff now is just like incredibly boring. Yeah, it's it, it, the, the direct to like Nick and I have been watching a lot of direct to DVD movies lately. Yeah. Um, because Nick, this is like so. Also, was Nick. the it's Bachelor so thing was that pre Mean Girls? No, it's post Mean Girls. Oh well, then it's not two thousand three. Then you say twenty. It's like two thousand five, I think. Okay, it Mean Girls. I think like, is two thousand seven. So no, Mean Girls is two thousand four. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mean Girls is two thousand four. This movie was like two thousand five or two thousand six. Um, and the um, the. Um, but it feels like it was probably written in, like, 2002 or 2003 because, like, a lot of it is, like, the guys being mad that they have to go through airport security now that (laughs) 9-11 has happened. Like, the whole time, they're like, oh, my God, like, this friggin' sucks. Like, fuck Osama bin Laden. Like, he makes us go through airport security where they took my sex doll. Um, Did someone, I mean, honey, don't bring a sex doll to Vegas. You can buy your heart's worth of sex dolls in, in and that's Vegas. what the tsa agent tells him he's Eat like good. you can't bring this through but like you're going to vegas it's okay like you'll be able to find other other sexual paraphernalia yeah um don't worry it's okay yeah don't worry like it's fine and um but you know who they're not finding in vegas is um emma from the lion mm. game because she has moved to on to bigger and better things those things being tucson Maybe we'll eventually read more of these books. I'm I'm good splitting them up into like yeah. into spaced out chunks because it, it can I can forget my annoyances with the books in between it. And I genuinely enjoyed reading this. Um Yeah, I like them. And, and I feel like I it, it's good because unlike other books were like, wait, what happened? Like I I basically did remember what happened in the last one. And some of that might yes. have been that I like did read these as they were coming out. Maybe we will get one in Vegas. I mean, I have to assume that we will. Like, and yeah. that's going to raise the stakes because people might recognize her. Um, there, Yeah, the one thing that I'm like, I think that we could have gone without this is she keeps, like, texting with her friend from Tucson, her BFF. And that was just kind of a dud of a character. Like, nothing happened there. Um, and I, I have a feeling that as we go forward, like, probably one of the friends will emerge as, like, the most prominent friend and the other two will, like, fade into the background. Um, cause now that that will be interesting to see, like now that we know that they're not the killers, like what is going to become of those characters? I can't tell you what, I can't tell you what's going to become of them. Mm-mm. We'll see. Maybe they'll get, maybe they'll make more Twitter burner accounts. Um, you know, whose Twitter account isn't a burner ours. You can follow it. And all the posts <laughs> there are for public consumption. Um, you can find that at girls, like a show on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash girls like us show. We both, um, or we just uh, did an episode on the Die of a Wimpy Kid movie and Franny mm-hmm. spilled some hot tea. Yeah. About, I don't know if that'll be out yet. It might still be in the editing room. <laughs> it might still be getting chopped up. Um, but that'll be there it's eventually. We'll have another Patreon episode up soon. Um and um, as always, our lovely producer is Camden Stacy, and our theme music is by the wickedly talented one and only Leggy. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Don't go to Tucson. Don't do it. Bye. Don't go to Tucson. Don't do it. Bye.